to be recording the final podcast of 2019 with a very dear friend of Team Corker, Ash Broder. Welcome to the show. Yay, hi, thank you for having me. It's so special. Yes, across. Ash is in Toronto right now, we're in Vancouver, and it is so special to have you because Matt specifically has been raving about about the work you're doing and about touch and yoga and how it all comes together. And we'll make sure in the show notes, people know how to reach you. But before we dive in, can you tell us who you are and what you're up to in the world right now? Amazing. Yeah. So I am Ash or Ashley. Some people might remember me from, I used to live in Vancouver for six, seven years, and I just recently moved out to Toronto about a year ago. Mostly, I can't really explain why. I don't have a good justification for it, but in therapy, I've been working on not needing to justify my life anymore. Um, But I just knew that I wanted a little bit of change and growth and thought Toronto would be that. So I moved out to Toronto and from that brought philosophy, which is my child, I refer to it now with me. And so most of my time is spent trying to grow philosophy from a bunch of different angles. One is obviously the yoga teaching aspect. And then another is I'm doing my master's in counseling psychology right now so that I can learn more on like the feeling aspect. So philosophy is feeling in terms of like our actual feelings and then feelings in terms of like touch and human feelings that way. So doing it all. And some days I feel like I do nothing, but that's kind of where I am. That's beautiful. I love it. I've moved to Toronto and I don't need to justify or tell you why. And it's our favorite question. Literally, as you said that, I wrote down why Toronto and then crossed it out. I was like, I guess I don't get to ask that question. It's so beautiful. The real Mm -hmm. thing, how long have you been there? I technically moved in August of last summer. So just a little bit over a year. I was traveling back and forth. So sometimes felt like I've been here longer, but I've had a bed in this apartment of August of 2018. Right. I just wanted to know if you'd experienced a winter yet. So you have. Oh, yes. And you're ready to winter. (laughs) My skin is never going to be ready to be blown off by wind, but mentally I'm trying to be ready again. I love it. As long as you know how to be warm and run through those tunnels underground, then that will be a wonderful thing. Well, it's appropriate that we're recording this. We're not here to talk about the weather, but we are (laughs) recording this as our final podcast episode for 2019. And I feel so mindful that people come to your classes, they go on retreats with you, they take their teacher training with you and you know, of course, our dear friend Ali Maz, the two of you have gotten up to so much goodness in the world together. And it's rejuvenating for our souls. We want to be touched. We want to stretch. We want to be in these conversations. And it feels like there is not a better time to be in that than right now. And so as we go into the holiday craziness, what do you have to offer or suggest to stay grounded and a little bit less crazy in the next couple of weeks as we wrap 2019? Yeah. Well, Something my partner, like my boyfriend was actually talking to me the other day was he is a personal trainer. So he works in like the other spectrum of what I do. So 
like high intensity workouts. And we were talking a lot about recovery and rest and how a lot of people are starting to come around for this idea that they need rest days, but we tend to only rest our physical body. Mm. And what we actually need to rest is yes, your physical body. So if you're doing, if you're a high intense athlete, which like I know the corkers are, you might be resting your body. So you might choose like today I won't do training or today I won't do like high intensity working out, but a lot of us aren't resting the mental or emotional side of ourselves. We're still turned on. So I might be like Thursdays, I don't go to the gym but I'm still constantly checking my emails and I'm constantly on Instagram and I'm constantly being stimulated by things that is putting my nervous system into overdrive. And so even though I think physically I'm resting, I might like take a nap mentally. We just like, we're not doing that work. So for me, at least for the holidays, what I'm going to put into practice is really limiting. Like I'm really bad with my phone. Like I get called out by my boyfriend all the time. But limiting, I found this like hack where you can put an autoresponder onto your text messages. So I know it's like some weird, you can like Google, how do I put autoresponders on my phone? So if someone texts you and you put it on, it can just say something like, hey, spending time with my family, like leaving the phone at home for the day. But when I get back, I'll return. Because for me, and I know I do it to myself, not that I think I'm more important than I am, but every time I see a text or a DM or an email come through, I've like conditioned myself to think I need to automatically respond. And maybe that's the entrepreneur in me in the, in the very beginning days. I was like, you have to be so on it so that you don't lose those opportunities. You don't lose those clients, but I've never reprogrammed myself now, like four or five years later to be like, you can set healthy boundaries. And that's, yeah. So one thing I'm going to do is definitely try to not only rest my physical body, but also what can I be doing to find rest within and kind of checking on myself that way. Oh gosh. That is so important and so true. And it's like on a rest day, I'm just going to look at Instagram. It doesn't work that way. We need to turn off while we turn our bodies off for a moment. Mm -hmm. Amen. Totally. Well, the opposite of online is offline. And you have just created a beautiful community space that you were telling me about right before we hit record. And so tell me about transitioning your business from the West Coast to the East Coast and what you've gotten up to to creating. Yeah. So what was so wonderful is I remember, I think I actually went to Bali with Matt like whenever that was a couple years ago. And it was the first time since starting philosophy, I left it, but I kept it running while I was away. So I had someone else teach the classes for me. And what I realized in that was it still functioned when I was gone. And so what was so beautiful is when I moved to Toronto, philosophy can still exist in Vancouver because I have such an amazing team of people who they get to grow. And so that like I can grow over here. And so it's kind of, I don't have any children, but people kind of equate sometimes like businesses to children, but sometimes in order for them to grow, you need to give them space. You kind of need to let them go. You need other people to help and support to actually see growth. Philosophy is growing on its own right in Vancouver because of Ash Baloo's and like a lovely team in Vancouver. And so in Toronto, my whole goal this last year was to start almost philosophy from the ground up so that it could one day again get to the point where it is in Vancouver 
where if I needed to leave Toronto and like move somewhere else, because I tend to move, it could exist in its own right. So I never wanted philosophy to only be about Ashley Broder. I wanted it to be about rest and slowing down and connection and touch. And because of that, other people can teach it. It doesn't just have to be me. That's been kind of the goal. And what I found I needed in Toronto was space and I couldn't find space. A lot of times to teach at the hours in which people are wanting the class. So I just said, okay, heck, I guess I must just own this space then. And so that's what we're going to do with the little pop-up studio starting in January. I love it. Pop-up studio. So you take your business to Toronto and how did you go about even finding space to start? Um, there's like an Airbnb for space rental. I think it used to be called this open space and they might've, it might, yeah, maybe it's still called that. And I just got a newsletter that said, Hey, these shipping containers are coming to Toronto. We're looking to rent them out. And for whatever reason, I just said, sure. And I agreed to it a year before I did my first initial one week pop-up in October and I kind of forgot about it. And then September rolled around and I was like, holy shit, I agreed to do a pop-up studio. I am not prepared, but I've already paid the money, so we might as well go. So sometimes I believe in things don't happen by accident. They come in front of you when you're ready for the challenge, and that newsletter in the space was exactly what I needed. So you committed a year before without knowing how or what it might look like a year out. You're like, heck yeah, I'll do this. And then 11 months later, realized, Ah, I have 30 days. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think we attended some goal setting session and we had to write down three things we wanted to achieve in the following year. And they maybe were bucket list items. And I wrote down like, I have a philosophy space. I teach yoga to the raptors. And like, I don't know, some, I can't remember the third one. But yeah, so the space, I knew that that was something that I wanted to work towards. I really didn't think it would happen when it did but it happened i have yet to teach yoga to the raptors though so we'll we'll work on that they got too good too quick so now it's like pretty hard to get access to them now they're um, deals i think that you're not going to teach yoga to Kauai, but you could still teach yoga <laughs> to the rest of the raptors <laughs> and yeah. that's worth um, it i love it do you remember what your yeah. third one was i'm trying to actually i'm in my room right now trying to find that piece of paper because for so long it was by my bed so that I looked at it, but I'm like, I can't. It was probably something like fall in love, you know? <laughs> like that was probably, that worked actually, and that worked too, very well. So. What a beautiful Goals thing. work. Yeah. Yeah, you no, I can't find it. Sorry. 2019 isn't over. Goals work. I just actually watched a really rad, dare I say, Instagram video <laughs> from Seth Godin about his favorite pen and his favorite notebook and why he is obsessed with writing things down and not typing them, not using a pencil, very much a pen, and how it takes our subconscious thoughts and puts them out into the world. And I feel like I've never been more excited. Every year I just get more and more excited by knowing what people want to get up to. And I don't know if we, you know, learned this a little bit at Lululemon or where it came from, but one thing I'm mindful of is jealousy or people feeling like, you know, judgment on, on goals. And I can honestly tell you, I've never, ever felt that. I've only been elated when I have heard anything. And I'm like, how can I help? How do I celebrate? When's the finish line? Like, 
this is going to be so wonderful because it matters to you as a person. And to your point, you're like, I don't remember if it was a goal or a bucket list. I'm like, how cool is that? It's like saying, I don't remember if it was a goal or a dream, but I'm going to go for it. And first of all, thank you for sharing. Second of all, thanks for making them come true. And third of all, 2020 should be the year of Raptors yoga with Ash. Definitely. Right. I know. But it does make me think of a similar vibe of, and, and I am not a yoga teacher. I am a very hardcore wannabe yogi that needs to get to the mat more often. It's easy from the outside to feel like you are a part of an industry that, dare I say, is quite saturated, or it feels like there's, there's a lot of them, you, and mm-hmm. of course, no one is like you, and that's what makes it special. Yet, even to your point of like finding space, you're in a studio, and what's an ideal time? How does it make you feel to know that there are other people in the world chasing something similarly, but no one is as unique as you? And, and what comes up for you, good or bad or ugly, dare I say? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to like lie and pretend like I never compare myself and there's right. enough in the world for everyone. And I can always circle back and I'll get myself to that space. But I think there obviously sometimes there is a comparison when your business sometimes is ran on Instagram, which mine isn't ran on Instagram, but it is a big driving force of getting what we do out there to people. And so when I'm on Instagram, you tend to like, I always play the game with some of my other friends. Like, let me see your feed because I know that if I step like one inch outside of my bubble, my reality is going to be so different. Like my reality is I follow mostly people in the yoga and wellness industry. So that tends to be the conversation I'm always in, which is amazing because it's my work, but sometimes can be really hard on days when you're comparing yourself or you're seeing what other people are up to. But then you take like one step out and I'll follow my boyfriend's Instagram and it's literally like people lifting weights and like dog memes. And I'm just (laughs) like, oh, I feel so at ease again because there's it's just so different. And so I'll have to snap myself back and be like, okay, you're creating your own reality in terms of what you're choosing to digest in a way of content. So kind of snap yourself out of that. And then just always come back to why do you do what you do? Because that's what's so important at the end of the day. I always have my five-year vision, you know, out in front of me. And so I'm always like, okay, I'm working towards my five-year vision. Is sitting here being sad about this other yoga teacher and what they're doing and comparing yourself to them going to get you closer to that five-year vision? No. So let's unfollow them or mute them for a hot minute. No ill will towards them. Um, And just come back to what are you working towards? Yeah. So that's amazing. I love it. And I love that it's five years. Does it five years ever feel too far out for you? No, no. I think, yeah. I think cause sometimes, yeah, that's a great question. Does it feel too far out? Not really. Five years for whatever reason seems really attainable. And in the same breath, sometimes I know that what I set in five years will most likely come true a lot sooner. But for my like anxiety, I need, if I was like, my two year vision is to have I call it like house of feels is my vision is so like therapy, massage, touch all lives under literally like a cute little character home in Toronto where so everyone can come and they'll get like their therapy and all that. So that's like my five years. So it feels a little bit more like, okay, it's, I know that's what I want. I know it's out there. But if I said, if I was like in two years, I'd be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Every day. So yeah. So five years feels far enough out, but not too far out. And 10 years might feel too far and two years is much too close. Yeah. (laughs) 
I love it. Well, it feels only appropriate and you're such a darn bucket of inspiration. If you were to share three of the 2020 nuggets for Ash, what will they be? Ooh, that's so good. I usually, so my birthday is on December 20th. So like next Friday. And so I have a ritual on the 19th. I, I journal about my year leading up and then I set like all my intentions for the following year. Yeah. So I haven't done that yet. However, I feel like the word 2019's year for me was love. Like that's came to me. It was like love and love for myself. And then I got lucky to find love in another person. But 2020, the, the word that came was growth. So growth for my business, growth just personally. I really started to be like the biggest fan of therapy. I'm just like, everyone go to therapy. So growth, but yeah, I right off the top of my head, I guess goals would be things I'd love to speak about touch at like a conference setting, not necessarily a TEDx, but something about having more conversations around, around touch and our relationship to touch. Yeah. I would love to, and I'm saying this out loud because Ash Belouz and I have no idea where to start, but we'd love to study touch a little bit more. It's really challenging to study because it is so layered for people, but I would love to have, you know, like an eight week series where we explore the effect of touch on, you know, people who maybe have experienced like touch as a form of assault in their past or people who are lonely or depressed or it's like, I would love to study it and have like a scientific person back us yeah. <laughs> because science is, is, I'm like, what is science? Yeah. And then I'd love to take just a vacation where it's an actual vacation because a lot of people I think look at the outside into my life and think I, I love what I do, which is amazing. But when I get to travel to some of these really cool places, it's not a vacation vacation. Like I'm still on and working and not performing, but you're in front of people and you're teaching and you're still working. I'd love to have a vacation where I can just wake up and be like, I have nothing to do. I can do anything um, today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, I think every entrepreneur needs a vacation. And they leave their phone at home with a text message responder that says, I'll get back yeah. <laughs> in a month. <laughs> yeah. I know. With a text message responder, that would be like, hey, sorry, like, also not answering these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, gosh. We wrap every podcast at Team Corker with one question, and our time is up. Here we are. The final question is What is currently making your heart beat faster? Aw. I mean, conversations like this, I love talking about what I'm passionate about in hopes not, in hopes that it gets other people to think about what lights them up because there's probably, there's something I think out there for everyone. And also I'm a sucker for Christmas. Like I don't even hide it. I just wish my bedroom was filled with even more twinkle lights than it already is. So I would wear, I do wear red and green like together now. I'm fine about it. Like I just love it so much. (laughs) I love it. You're unapologetic and merry, merry all of the seasons from Ash. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Happy holidays. But yeah, I just love, I think I just love like cheesy kitschy things and Christmas tends to be like the cheesiest of them all so I mean for a word of love it's a season of love there's a lot of love to go around the holiday season so yeah 
well, we will ensure to include notes on where people can find you in 2020, retreats and teacher trainings, where you are when you're not on vacation, uh, how yeah. to follow you on Instagram when you are on the, your phone, and just know we're cheering for you. All the very, very best in 2020, and I hope your pop-up becomes the Raptors new yoga studio. You heard it here first. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. I, re- I will write that down. I love it. Just put it on the wall. Make the intention. January. Welcome. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. We must wrap. Yeah. Have an awesome day and happiest of birthdays in 2020 to you.